Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. So glad that you're joining us for the Dr. William Clark podcast. This podcast is focused on helping nonprofits simplify the fundraising processes they use so they can build six-figure programs without chasing funders. I don't know about you, but I wish I knew this information before I started working in the nonprofit world years ago. But I'm here to help you build six-figure programs and I'm here to help you on your journey. So would you be so kind to not only listen to this podcast, would you also rate, would you also subscribe, would you also comment on this podcast wherever you're listening? And lastly, would you also be kind enough to share this podcast with a friend or a colleague who you believe can benefit from the content we're sharing? Now, we are here to help and support you on this journey, and I believe that we have some resources that can help you quite a bit. So go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. Now, let's jump into our show. Positive yeah. news, positive news, or what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was positive. Just a couple of images uh, uh, were blurred, and so they had me to come back and retake it. Um, and I got my baby through chemo. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I your daughter's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. I came home, I got my other half to the dentist, and now I'm cooking dinner. Man, <laughs> man, well, I hope that dinner is, is lit. It ain't. I'm sure it wasn't fun getting that call. Like, uh, we need you to come back and redo that 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 image <laughs> test. Like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, they scared me half to death because she <laughs> left it on the voicemail, <laughs> and then she sounded frazzled and she couldn't remember the phone number for me to call her back at, and it was just crazy. So yeah, she scared me half to death. But when I talked to um, the office manager, she assured me that everything was okay. Man, she about to get somebody beat up, man. <laughs> it's just real out here in these streets and we talking about that c word up in here man exactly shoot how's your daughter doing she's she's doing okay um okay. i'm just concerned about her being on the chemo for so long but yeah. Yeah. um they say it's actually helping so we gonna see yeah well, we'll i'm her. still looking for other options you know while they wait to see i'm still you know, in search of other options. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to keep her in prayer um, and keep you in prayer too. And if you need us to roll up and beat up any doctors for lying and messing up this imaging, <laughs> you let us know. I would definitely, definitely <laughs> bet you know. You roll deep up in here on Clubhouse. For real. They roll real deep. I appreciate that. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, well let me let me get this going real quick guys. Uh my name is Dr. William Clark. So glad to have you guys in the house. Uh welcome to the club nonprofit funding tips and for those that are going to catch the replay of this quick conversation, uh welcome to the platform uh that you're listening to. I want to talk quickly about uh how to create sustainable solutions for your nonprofit. Now, I'm super how do I say this? I don't want to say super excited cuz I say that all the time, but I'm excited to share this with you. Now, this is not anything new that I've cooked up in a lab and I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to get it out to everybody. It's not that type of party. However, but I will say that this topic speaks to kind of a refocus for our company, right? Or let me say a re-messaging for our company. Now, for some time now, I've been talking about this concept of, you know, helping nonprofits uh, d simplify their fundraising approaches without chasing funders. And I stand by that. That is an important thing to me. Um, to share with all of you that that is something that we care about. We want to simplify fundraising approaches so you're not stressed out, so you're not trying to figure out 
How are you going to pay bills? And it doesn't mean that there's a snap of a finger and boom, there's a solution or a push of a button, there's a solution. But I am saying what I am suggesting is that a lot of times, a lot of my clients, people that come to me before or after the fact, rather, they have spent way too much time trying to raise money doing things that are just the antithesis of their core competency, their skill, their gifting, and their calling. And that's not simple. It's all about simple strategies. And what we've pivoted to as a company is thinking about our service model uh, to our customers. And I, at the end of the day, what we've been talking about and what we've been introducing to our customers is this idea of developing self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable, right? Self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable. This speaks to my life's work and what I've been into, what I've been doing for so long and it speaks to what Eli Patrick is into. If you've joined our masterclass or you're even curious about it, you're going to hear about self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable for your nonprofit organization. If you join our one-on-one coaching program, you're going to hear about self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable for your nonprofit organization. If you hire Eli Patrick and company, and secure us uh, uh, on retainer to support your organization over a year-long contract or more, you're going to hear, you guessed it, self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable. Why does this matter? This matters because what you don't want from me or any other consultant is a one-off idea. That's not good enough. The reason why one-off ideas are bad for you and your organization is your customers are not one-off experiences. I I got to make sure this message is clear. Your customers are not one-off experiences or situations. In fact, your customers are going to likely become repeat customers. And if they are not repeat customers, let me share a little secret with you. Those who are new, those who have been in the game and just can't figure it out, just because you solve a problem for one person and one family does not mean you've eradicated the issue in its entirety. This means that the focus work, the focus area of your work will last for an extended period of time. And while we desire to work ourselves out of business and why we desire to to make sure that we help people solve problems and why we desire to see our clients come to a resolution we also know that there will always be people who will need our services so if you know that customers are going to need your services for an extended period of time then it stands to reason that it's important for you to also understand that if you engage a consultant or you hire staff or you seek out support from anybody that's going to help advance your cause, your worthy cause, you're going to want somebody to help you develop self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable because your customers will continue to come. They will continue to look for you for leadership, for support, for help, for solutions, for strategies, for transformational support, all all those things, it is super, super important that we move in this direction to think about self-sustaining solutions that are replicable and that are scalable. I want to give you five questions to think about when it comes to um, making sure that you are tapping into these self-sustaining solutions that you can repeat on uh, on autopilot in some cases or just repeat as an intentional exercise within your organization. I want you to write these five questions down. Of course, if you have deeper questions about these five questions, I'm going to encourage you to get in contact with me and schedule a free consultation with me uh, by going to drwilliampclark.com. Again, it's drwilliampclark.com. When you get there, I want you to click on schedule a, a schedule a free consultation and get on my calendar. Let's talk about your goals more intentionally. 
Then also, I want you to go ahead and explore joining our next cohort of the Nonprofit Fundraising Masterclass. It's designed to help you develop self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable. So there are five questions I want to share with you that can help you get on get started on your journey towards becoming a self-sustaining institution, developing self-sustaining programs. Those five questions are, where are you right now? This speaks to the reality of your organization, its truth, its perspective, uh, what it's dealing with right now, how it's navigating all types of issues. Where are you right now? The second question you want to ask yourself is, well, where do we want to be? In spite of where we are right now, where do we want to be? And how do we wrestle with that? How do we navigate that? All right. The next question, the third question is, well, how do we get there? How do we make that happen? How do we get to where we want to be so that we can be impactful and resourceful and generate results for our worthy cause? The fourth question is, well, what steps do we need to take to make that happen? What steps do we need to take to make that happen? And then the last question I want you to answer, really simple, is by when? By when? When do you want that to happen? So with that being said, I want to invite Chris and Selena to the stage. There are others in the room. Feel free to come up to the stage. But Chris and Selena, what are your thoughts? What are your reflections on those five questions that will lead to self-sustaining solutions? I love those questions. Uh, you know, I, and, and what you're saying about, you know, realizing that we don't have, uh, nonprofits do not have, essentially, we don't have customers. We've got clients. Um, my sales coach was talking to me yesterday and he's like, okay, you need to look at certain things and look at uh, all of your services, all of your products and determine are these, are the people who are buying these, are they clients or, or are they customers? And the definition that he gave me for the for those two, the distinction he gave me was that uh, customers are one-off transactions. That's someone who shows up, they buy a thing, and then they go on about their merry business, uh, you know, just whatever, whatever. The set, but for a client, a client is someone that you have a working relationship with, someone who receives your services on a regular basis or time and time again. And so from for every nonprofit I've ever worked with, uh, there's very few customer type services that they have. They've got client services. And so when you're looking at, you know, sustaining your organization, you're looking at sustaining it long term, sustaining those uh, services long term and long term, those clients long term, making sure that they can make it through in a, in a better way than when they came to you. And so uh, I think it's definitely important for our organizations to think about uh, the longevity of any solution that they're coming up with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, I love that. Selena, what about you? What are your reflections on creating self-sustaining solutions that are scalable and replicable? Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm trying to dry my hands. Um, I, well, right now, I, I, I think that um, like with the approach that we did, we found something that kind of like met the needs of the people, like with the or, for the organization. Um, you look at like basically what you're doing, what your what your overall service is, and then you build a a, a source around that 
particular service that like builds something that keeps feeding into that same service and that way um it'll not only continue to serve continue to service the clients that you already have it'll also expand into other clients that's going to seek that service out and they'll branch out for that need yeah absolutely let me ask you guys this question selena and chris right when you think about creating self-sustaining solutions, what do you think stands in the way of organizations doing that or thinking um, in that direction? Because it hasn't been done like that before. <laughs> I don't know about you, Dr. Clark, but that is usually the uh, rebuttal that I get for um, doing things differently or um, and usually differently than what they're seeing uh, their friends having done or they're trying out is uh, this idea that, well, the way that we've always done it, the way that other organizations have always done it. Uh, trying to fit into the mold of something that's not yours. The reality is there's not a single nonprofit that was founded. We have too many of them that have been founded for them, for any one of them to have been founded just because. Every nonprofit ED was given a, um, a vision. They were given an objective and a mission to go after. And so it's not a cookie-cutter mission. It can't be a cookie-cutter solution. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, I, I haven't heard people say to me it hasn't been done that way before, but the rebuttal I typically get is, how do you do that, right? And then um, when you, when I have those conversations about how to do it, it's as if like I'm talking a foreign language to them, right? Um, Selena, what, what are your thoughts? Why do you think we don't have enough organizations thinking along these lines and thinking in in this direction of, of develop, developing self-sustaining solutions? Um, well, a lot of the organizations, like a lot of people that I encountered um, just here in Clubhouse, we were talking about it, um, and they were saying that it was the lack of information. Um, I know a lot of people were worried about the, um, the taxable income uh, for their organization and, you know, versus being a nonprofit and a for-profit business. And they were worried about the tax laws and not being in conjunction, uh, with the pro with the proper 501c3, uh, tax codes. And so that's been a lot that's been holding a lot of people back that, that I've seen. Man. I mean, that's tough, right? Because now if we're saying that the reason people are pushing back against this idea is because of lack of education, I mean, how do we how do we wrestle with that? Particularly when you have pro programs like mine, um, there are other consultants who are doing great work. There are universities who are doing great work around that. How do we how do we wrestle with that? What's the what's the way around that, guys? Um, well, what we were discussing was uh, partnering with a um, with a mature program that's already in place to kind of so if you wasn't sure on how to do stuff, you can learn as you go along and get the experience. Plus, you can um, um, you know, as you get that experience, it'll also provide you more clients to deal with because you're partnering with somebody that's already going that direction and it just gives you more insight to what you need to do and how you need to do it instead of you going into it blind. 
Yeah, that's good. So what Selena's talking about, I think we talked sometime last week, Selena, where we talked about that idea of working with, partnering with mature organizations, organizations that have been doing this for a very long time, who have um, kind of a strong reputation in this space. And the benefit for that is there are financial benefits, of course, which is the purpose of this club, our podcast, etc. However, the benefit of that is it's a it's a great educational platform where you can learn from an organization that's been doing it and you can pick up the tips and tricks that lead to what we're talking about, self-sustaining solutions and how others do it. Chris, um, how, how do we wrestle with this knowing that there are educational options out there that people just aren't taking advantage of? Oh, oh goodness. Well, I mean, you got to tell them about the education. <laughs> um, and which, which part of education? I'm sorry, I missed a piece of the conversation. Uh, which part of education are we talking about? I think all of it, right? Stuff like my master class, stuff like working with our company on uh, as a consultant, master's level programs, undergrad programs, workshops, free or or or, for, or fee for service. I mean, there are all types of education. Selena brought up partnerships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that part of the challenge is you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, and part of what we have to do at Right Now Results is inform uh, and educate them before I can get them to educate, right? So uh, a lot of that is done in email lists. Uh, and I know that uh, email real estate is super precious, uh, but I encourage anyone who owns a nonprofit sign up for those freaking lists man because part of the education that's going on is happening in those emails and if you stay in that email long enough and you open them up and you read them now some folks i'll be honest they don't have great email lists um you know they don't have great emails that come out with a lot of value it's just sell 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 but stick through four or five emails and read them in detail and ask your was there information in here that I didn't know or that I didn't know that I needed to know? Uh, because as you start to uh, engage with those emails and even reply to them, reply to those emails. There's a reply. Reply to the emails and ask a question because that's going to help whoever owns that business. I know we pay attention to them. I'm sure you do too, Dr. Clark. If y'all email us back and say, hey, I saw this that you sent out, but I'm really working on, you know, this other thing. And attached to that is this subcategory that I just have never heard of. Would Do you mind giving me some information on that? One, it's going to help you in the situation that you're in, but it'll also help other folks who are coming through our email list so that we can provide them with the free information that we can. And then for you, as you're going through those emails, you're going to get educated on why this matters to your organization. If you landed on someone's list, you didn't land on that list for no reason. Uh, and so part of it is, you know, allowing yourself to be educated about the why this is important to you. Uh, you know, I do communications and for a lot of folks, they think it's just a whole heck of a lot of clicking around and, oh, you do fancy things with words and it costs $2. No, it doesn't cost $2. I'll put that out there. Mm -hmm. um, but communications, as we know, is the backbone to any organization. And most EDs, that's not their bellywick. Most development directors, that's not their bellywick. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I spend a lot of time in our emails uh, educating on why it matters to uh, strategize. As you're talking about, strategize what you're doing before you uh, take off. And you can't strategize something that you don't know very much about. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, for me, I think that's what it is. Dr. Clark is, uh, it's they, uh, most of uh, the folks who pass on education didn't realize that they needed that education in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a really important thing, right? And I would say, just as you were talking about, take advantage of all opportunities that exist, uh, both free and fee-for-service. Um, and then for those that just are gun-shy about fee-for-service opportunities, I'm going to tell you and encourage you to think, uh, take a second look at that, right? Uh, because you got to realize that whoever's offering information, particularly good information, found out the information uh, through the School of Hard Knocks um, with the mixture of some traditional um, training, um, classical training that they've gotten over the years. And I can tell you that's certainly part of my story and the story of my team. And so we've decided to not only continue to put our knowledge to good use uh, as we serve in various nonprofits around the country, we've also decided to put our knowledge to good use to support the work of organizations like yours, those who are listening here in Clubhouse, those who are listening on the podcast, those who are streaming on Facebook and YouTube. We're here for you. We're here as a solution uh, opportunity for your organization. And so at, at the end of the day, it's really, really important to take advantage of this stuff. Guys, I want to close down this particular room and this conversation with this final thought and question. Chris, you talked about your in communications, right? Uh, how can we do a better job communicating uh, with our, our nonprofits in our community about the benefits and the value of tapping into sustainable solution? What is it that we can say? What is it that we can do uh, to make sure that that rises to the top as a level of interest uh, for, for them and showing them the value of doing that for the benefit of their customers? Uh, it is always in answering the rebuttal. Hmm. That is always, uh, you know, uh, the answers you want to speak to what would be the biggest concern. So, uh, for example, one of our first freebies, uh, that we'll push out, uh, that we do push out, uh, and we'll push out in our emails is the right now results communications dictionary. And that was because very early on, uh, my sales coach asked what, First of all, who are you communicating with? Uh, so for me, it's executive directors, communications directors, and development directors. And then he asked me to look at what their number one uh, challenge would be, um, you know, going all the way back, right? So we did like, like this two-hour meeting. I couldn't even take you through the thought process. But essentially, it came down to most most uh, uh, executive directors and development directors don't even realize that the communications uh, field is a field of uh, specialties, meaning, you know, same as you have the, uh, the medical field, but you have specific uh, specialties within that medical field. You're not going to want to go to heart surgery from a general surgeon, right? Uh, so... Uh, the Right Now Results Dictionary points out that there are 14, at least 14 specialties that fall under communications. Uh, and so if you were trying to task someone with three or four of those, and most nonprofits do, then it's not going to be a sustainable solution. Uh, so you've got to get down to what is the real reason that uh, these, the, these people that you're talking to, these audiences that you're talking to, aren't um, interested in the information that you're trying to give to them. A lot of times it's because they don't know in the first place. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's always good. I just want to recognize Chris and Selena for hanging out on the stage with us. Chris, how can people get in touch with you? 
Oh, they can email me at uh, Christina at Christina right now.com. So Christina is C-H and right is W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, I can't wait to change that email. I tell y'all that I bought Catch Chris last month and we are rolling that puppy out because Christina right now.com uh, is a little bit longer than we would like. But that is what it is. I get it. Selena, how can people get in touch with you and support your nonprofit efforts? Um, they can reach me at Diamond Sapphire Solutions at gmail.com or at Selena D. Alexander at gmail.com. Awesome, guys. Well, you heard it here. You heard it here. And my name is Dr. William Clark. Before we jet out, guys, I want to make sure I offer a special invitation to each and every one of you uh, to join the next cohort of our nonprofit fundraising masterclass. We've designed this to simplify fundraising efforts uh, for organizations so that you don't have to chase funders. And, and with that being said, as we talked about today, we're focused on helping you develop self-sustaining solutions that are replicable and scalable. And if you want a piece of that and you want it in a group learning environment, Go ahead, submit your application to nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. Again, that's nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. We'll be glad to work with you. We'll be glad to support you on your journey. Guys, we love you all. We appreciate you all. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. William Clark here. I just wanted to come on really quick and say thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. William Clark podcast. We are here to help you uh, simplify your processes so you can triple fundraising results to support the programs that mean so much to you. Would you be so kind to like, comment and share this particular podcast? We are indebted to you for being faithful listeners to this particular podcast show. And we want to continue to spread uh, this message to other people who can benefit from it. So please share this podcast episode and entire show with your colleagues your friends and people who you know can benefit from this you can connect with us in two ways you can go to drwilliampclark.com again that's drwilliampclark.com or you can visit us at my sixfigurefunding.com again that's my sixfigurefunding.com there you can register for our free upcoming webinar how to triple fundraising results without chasing funders it is possible, and I share with you the secrets on how to do that. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode.